Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noder Francesco, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my grandpa, Husker Dan from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing? How's your bracket doing? Is it blown up yet? I assume it is with that <laughs> Purdue Philly Dickinson game. I don't think anyone predicted that, but uh, I'll tell you how my bracket went. It's just, it's just, <laughs> uh, and then I'm terrible. And, and and it's not like I, I mean, I understand, I know some something about basketball, but it's like it doesn't matter. I mean, a Furman beats yeah. Virginia. Come on. Uh, this doesn't make any sense. Anybody, if I put that down on my bracket, you or anybody else say, what are you, you know, what are you smoking? That's crazy. Yeah. So, and, and, but yet we all know every, every year those things happen. And that's why it's called madness because you don't know. It's just, it's exactly. absolutely crazy. Well, this might be like I, I think this is one of the best tournaments we've had in a long time, just because I mean you have so many upsets. You have a sixteen over a one again for the second time ever, um, right. and Purdue really. I mean, it was it was a close game the entire way, but um, Purdue was really coming from it, it, Purdue was playing from behind for most of that game, uh, and then you have fifteen Princeton over Arizona, fifteen over two for the third straight year, which has never yeah. happened before, yeah. Yeah. and then you have. Uh, Kennesaw State almost beating um, Xavier in the first round. Yeah. And some of these 8-9 matchups were really good. Arkansas took out Kansas yesterday in a really, really good game. Probably one of the best ones of the tournament, which is I mean, it's kind of hard to say best one of the tournament. We're not even halfway through yet. But, yeah, and then we got some some more going right now. I, th- I know uh, Pittsburgh's playing Xavier. Currently, I don't know score for that. But um, just a really, really good tournament so far and a lot of fun to watch. And I'm going to get to go and watch some – uh, six versus three matchups tonight. You get to go see Baylor against Creighton and then uh, TCU and Gonzaga play in Denver. And we got tickets to that. So I'm very excited for that. That should be a lot of fun. So I will give you a little bit of insight next week about if Creighton wins. I mean, for you and I, grandpa, Nebraska never makes this thing. And Creighton is always a very high seeded team yeah. uh, in the top half usually. Um, and so that's usually our dog and our dog on the, uh, March Madness tournament is always Creighton, so it'll be fun to see them, and hopefully they'll win. I, I don't know. We'll see. This Baylor team's pretty good, but we're not here to talk about other Creighton-Omaha-based teams, uh, no matter if Charles Barkley can't remember where they're from. Um, did you see he played during a little they – they did a little geography guessing thing during halftime where they showed him the logo, and he got it. It was the Creighton Blue Jays, and he didn't know where – they were. And I was like, oh, <laughs> nice. Well, that's fine. It's okay. A lot of people don't know <laughs> that they're in Nebraska. But um, all right, let's move on to some uh, women's basketball. We talked about this last week. They were playing Missouri State in the NIT, WNIT uh, on, I believe it was Monday. Is that right? I forget what day it was. Um, but Or Tuesday. Tu- no, Wednesday. It was on Wednesday. And we recorded on Monday of last week. And... Um, they, they won that game by uh, five points. So it was close. They had to fight for it. Uh, Jazz Shelley really no, they, they, brought they, momentum. Actually I, actually, I think the score is uh, is is not – I think it's 75. They won by nine points. So Okay, they won okay. – I, I think I put the wrong score on there. So That's my, fine. I can double check that. But anyway, the yeah. important thing is that we won. Yeah. Um, and so it's just been uh, – it's really nice to see Nebraska winning a postseason game. They didn't win one last year. Uh, last time 
they won a postseason game, I want to say was 2018, something like that. I forget specifically when. Um, anyway, uh, they move on to the second round. What, what, do you have any takeaways specifically from that Missouri State first-round game, Grandpa? Uh, yeah, the, I didn't get to see the game because it's not on uh, – it's the WNIT, you know. It's, <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's – it's too bad because I wanted to see that. I, I mean, uh, but uh, just before the first half ended, you know, it, uh, Huskers have the ball. There's just a couple of seconds. Jazz Shelley dribbles – dribbles you know about to half court time is running out she launches up a desperation shot nothing but net it was just beautiful yeah and i was it I went was on to win by nine points they, they score was uh yeah 74 65 75 yeah, yeah whatever yes yeah, yeah 74 65 so yeah. yeah that was good but you know there's three points of that that you know it's just like a miracle, but she's she's a great shooter, so that's not that that huge of, of a surprise. And they're on yeah. again today, um, and again it's on B, BTN Plus, which I don't have. Um, but uh, then they play uh, Northern Iowa, which is kind of funny. They they yeah. got, they're playing both games at that uh, Pinnacle Bank Arena in Lincoln. That's great. Yeah, uh, Northern Iowa is twenty three and nine. And uh, they, they're kind of, they're a little bit like the Huskers. They have, I was just going through the, the stats and, and uh, they kind of match up size-wise, height-wise. And like Nebraska, uh, Northern Iowa has four starters who are averaging in double figures. That's, that's pretty good offense. So it's going to be uh, up to Nebraska to see if they can limit uh, those players from doing a lot of damage. Yeah, definitely. And uh, this Northern Iowa team beat the Missouri State team that Nebraska only beat by nine. They beat them because Missouri State's also in the Missouri Valley Conference, which uh, Northern Iowa Northern Iowa's in as well. Uh, right. They beat the Missouri State team in their regular season finale on March fourth by eleven. They wow. did. They beat them by four. Or sorry, they lost by four in January. But when it comes to tournament postseason time, you care more about what has just happened and what oh, yeah. these teams are playing like right now because it's single elimination. You lose. It doesn't matter. Like if it was best out of five, Nebraska probably wins three out of those five games. But you take uh, a single game, anything can happen. Anything can happen. And Nebraska, I was looking. I ran the numbers on this. Uh, I just was looking at their points per game and their rebounds per game uh, for their bench versus their starters, which. It's going to be somewhat of a gap, obviously, but it is a significant gap, and it needs to close tonight, or I guess today. They're playing in a couple hours um, at, at uh, 2 Mountain Time, but uh, they need to close this gap there. The Nebraska starters are averaging 11.2 points per game and 5.7 rebounds per game. Their bench is averaging 3.2 points per game and one rebound per game. So you need to close that gap, and you might say, okay, well – what is the, what's Northern Iowa's? What does this look like for the team they're playing? It's only, I mean, for, for the, for the Huskers, it's a what, eight point gap uh, of points per game that these, that these girls are averaging uh, for Northern Iowa. It's seven, but the rebounds per game is only a one, uh, a uh, one rebound difference. And they're going to get some, they're definitely going to get some boards. They have some tall players for Nebraska. It's four rebounds per game on average. Uh, to be fair, you do have Alexis Markowski and uh, Izzy Bourne uh, in your starting five, but uh, if Nebraska wants to keep winning these postseason games, they're going to need to have some bench players start uh, come back it, it, right now is when it starts to hurt with Allison Widener being out. Right. Uh, she averaged 10 points per game 
this year and six rebounds per game this year as well. That's when that's hurting is when you get deep into postseason play. I think Nebraska can win this game. It's going to take uh, a lot from from them. They're going to have to lock down um, the uh, uh, Northern Iowa's best player, uh, Buffelli, Grace Buffelli, I think is her name. Um, and or sorry, yeah, Grace Grace Buffelli. Um, and they're going to need to lock her down. Uh, and I think Jazz played okay. She had 11 points against Missouri State and that three, um, which also is another point I was going to make is that Nebraska needs to keep the momentum on their side today. Uh, they need to keep that the uh, home crowd in it the entire time. What You need to go on scoring runs. If you get in a scoring run, get out of it. If you get in a scoring drought, get out of it as soon as possible to bring the energy back because – this is one thing you can take advantage of with the NIT tournaments is that you're hosting these games and you can't take advantage of that with the NCAA tournament because they're all in neutral sites. Um, and if they are, neutral, I mean, for example, Kansas was playing in Des Moines, so it's not exactly neutral, but you can't be, or I think maybe they're playing in Orlando. I forget exactly where I think they're playing in Des Moines, but um, anyway, they, uh, you can't bet on your, a pro crowd showing up for the March Madness tournament because you're in these uh, neutral sites. You can control this for the WNIT and for the NIT. So you got to take advantage of your home crowd. And I, I think that they'll, Nebraska will pull it out. Um, I, I wrote down a little, I had a little prediction. I think Nebraska is going to win by seven. That might be generous. Uh, they're going to have to score more than they did against Missouri state to beat this Northern Iowa team for sure. But uh, what are your thoughts on this game coming up here in a couple hours, grandpa? Yeah, I agree with you a thousand percent on the on the home court and and Nebraska pulled over four thousand people to a WNIT home game, which is you know that's that's good uh, in the WNIT. So yeah, if the crowd comes there in you know four or five thousand, uh, I think if you and I were here, we'd probably go to that game. Just uh, oh, definitely, yeah. You know, it, it's uh, I, you don't know if if uh, who's going to come back uh, next year and. Uh, you know, I Jazz Shelley and Izzy Bourne are probably likely to go play in in Australia, but who knows? Yeah. Um, you know, it could be that they get a, a a sample of what it's like to play some really good basketball in postseason. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's but yeah, it's it's going to be. I wish I could see the dang game though. Yeah, same. I'll have to listen to it on the radio. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, wish that wish the best for them. Uh, you guys, I mean, by the time this comes out, you guys will probably be, if, unless you listen to it right when it comes out, which kudos to you. Thanks for doing that. Uh, and, um, probably will be after the fact. So you guys will probably look back and be like, Oh, what idiots. You didn't point out this. Or this or whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just going to say that now and clear the air. And they say but. that anyway, Will. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but yeah. Uh, let's move on to a little Husker baseball real quick, and then we're going to talk some Husker football for a majority of the time here. Uh, Nebraska moved its Nickel State series, their four-game series. They moved it to Manhattan, Kansas, because it was going to be absolutely freezing in Omaha uh, and or in Lincoln, Lincoln, Nebraska anyway. But uh, they had to cancel their game on Thursday uh, in Manhattan. It was still rescheduled, and uh, they still had to cancel it because of the freezing weather. And so <laughs> they won. They played a doubleheader on Friday. They won 2-1 and then 17-1. So I don't know what changed in between those two, but uh, <laughs> maybe it was pitching. I don't know. Uh, but they both play today at 2 as well, same time as the women's team tips off against uh, Northern Iowa in the WNIT. Um, they just changed it to a three-game series, and Nebraska played UNO 
on Tuesday of this past week, and that was their first loss in the previous, I mean, first loss to a non-top 25 team in the past 10, not 10, that's not true, uh, seven games, I think. Um, and But still, they're still 11-5-1 right now, and they get a nice game against Creighton coming up here uh, in yeah. Omaha uh, on Tuesday, so this coming Tuesday. Uh, at six, which is a big rivalry game for them. We play Creighton, I think, three times the entire year, um, but it's just sprinkled in randomly. It's not a series. Um, and, I mean, it is in the, in the whole season, but it's not back-to-back-to-back games uh, across multiple days like we've been seeing with these other teams. And so, I mean, we'll have to see. This is this is uh, kind of where Nebraska starts getting tested here. Not against Nickel State. You win 17-1. That's not a test. Um, and against Creighton and then we get into big 10 play. So th- it's starting to come down to what this Nebraska baseball team is actually made of. And if they can make a run to, uh, to Omaha, maybe for the first time in a long time. And I, I don't know. We'll have to see there. They've shown the capability that they can beat these really good teams like number seven Vanderbilt. And they can not really hang with Ole Miss, but they kind of let them, they, they, they let them go in the third inning. So they scored like eight runs or something. I forget specifically how many it was, but uh they can hang with these teams. They can play with these teams. They can score runs against really good teams. They can score runs against top five uh, teams. So we'll have to see where this team ends up uh, when we come to postseason. But it's coming down to uh, they got to prove some stuff now. Yeah, it, the cool thing that they'll be playing at TD Ameritrade Park, which is, of course, where they play the College World Series. And you almost think, I mean, Creighton hasn't been in there a long time, and Nebraska hasn't been in there either. Um, I, you know, I, I would like to go to that game. I, I, I think there aren't going to be a whole lot of people in, in that uh, stadium, uh, which is unfortunate, but it is a midweek game and uh, it's still pretty cold here at uh, six o'clock at night. So, uh, <clears throat> but that'll be, it'll be, uh, you know, the, neither team wants to give an inch to the, they're, they're cross, almost crosstown rivals. So um, I look for a, a tough game and, and they're both teams are going to, pull out all the stops to win that thing. Yeah. Yeah. It should be a really good game. I'll definitely be following the score on that one since I can't fly out to Omaha just randomly. Wish I could. That'd be fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, best of luck to the uh, Nebraska baseball team on Tuesday against Creighton. Um, anything else you want to say there? Or do you want to move on to some football talk here? Grandpa? Yeah, let's get into some football. All right. Uh, so recruiting wise, I'm going to start, I'm going to throw this over to you to start here. General thoughts about these guys who got listed here. Dylan Riola, Ryan Wingo, who's a wide receiver, and Williams, uh, I don't even know, Nawari is a linebacker. What are your overall thoughts on them? You got a couple questions listed here in our doc. What you got here? You know, uh, you got to you got to take your hand hat off to uh, uh, to uh, Matt Rule and his staff. I mean, you get. You know, one five-star player in would be pretty good, and they got three of them. I'm not saying they're all going to, you know, come to Nebraska, but they're coming to Nebraska for a visit. And you kind of think that a Riola Wingo, that those guys will get together and say, hey, where are you going to go? Well, I'm going to go to Nebraska. Well, I guess I'll go there too. I mean, I don't know. I'm It's it's way, way early. And then the linebacker, uh, these are all five-star guys, and they're coming to Lincoln. Uh, would they have come here under the old administration? I I don't know. I don't. I don't know. think so. 
I don't really think so. I, I think that Scott Frost kind of was more of a push factor than a pull factor. Yeah, uh, I, I I think so. So I, I'm excited about. Plus, they have some other non five star players coming uh, this this next weekend. And you know how many? You know, I guess the obviously the big catch there is Dil, Dylan Riola, quarterback. He's he's the number one recruit in all of the, the class of 24. Not just the top rated. Uh, quarterback but he's a top rated player you get him there i think you bring over whatever other great you know offense particularly offensive players who want to play with with dylan um so it's a it's a huge thing uh i don't think it's just by coincidence or uh happenstance that they got these three five-star guys coming in at the same time uh, you know, I, they know that they're good. They're they're great. They're among the best in the whole country. So uh, Nebraska's had some five-star players in the past, uh, but uh, if they get one, two, or three, wow, that'd be awesome. Yeah, and especially to the caliber that Dylan Raiola is a five-star. Like, he is a true definition of a five-star. You get some of these five-stars where it's like, okay, it's just that you're playing in a league that is not – uh, like a high school like division or whatever that is not super competitive and your team is just the dominant one and has been for a long time. And so you're putting up crazy numbers and all these stats, but it's against terrible defenses. So, but Dylan Rail is playing really good teams. Um, he's been at multiple high schools and he, I mean, I've never heard of this before until this transfer portal stuff started happening, but kids in high school are transferring now to other right. high schools. Dylan Rella did that in Arizona. He transferred to Chandler, I believe, or maybe that's where the city's where he's from. Anyway, he transferred high schools to play at a better level, and he looks the part of – he's a kid that you could stick in freshman year and – he could play for four years for you and play really well. I think and develop a lot. He has the ability to go to the NFL and that's what a lot of these five-star kids are looking for. They don't, they don't care as much what they do in college. They want the end goal to be, I want to play in the NFL, which, and then the question then becomes, okay, how can I best get into the NFL? Which college is going to give me the best opportunity to do that? Which coach is going to help me develop the most, which coaching staff is going to help me develop the most. And these three five-star guys coming in show that rules staff that kids have belief in this and that they believe that rule can get them to the next level and that this coaching staff is good enough to help them develop into what they believe they can become, which is a NFL player. And you get, I don't think I've ever seen in my 16 years of following Nebraska football. I don't think I've ever seen three five-star recruits uh, in Lincoln on one weekend, uh, just from 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 my memory, that is a huge huge deal for Nebraska football, and in in three five star recruits that are genuinely thinking about Nebraska, and one of them that's a top twenty five national recruit, uh, at least on the quarterback side. But um, if you get Dylan Ryola, Sam McEwen made that. I mean, as you're talking about Sam McEwen on the Pick Six podcast, made this point. He said that if you'd get Dylan Ryola, the positives and the upsides are way, way higher than if you lose him. If you lose him, it's like, okay, well, he went to another college. We can get other guys. You get him in here. I've made this point before as well that you get him in here. He will bring in Ryan Wingo. He will bring in William Tamari. He will bring in these other five-star recruits, other really good, talented four-star recruits because they want to win. Kids want to win. Kids want to be noticed by NFL players. Kids want to get on national stages. You have to recruit these players that are – when you have a chance for a kid like a Dylan Rayola, you have to go after it 
relentlessly. And Rule's doing that. I don't think that – it's a little bit weird with him being a coach's uh, nephew and all that kind of stuff. But um, it's – Rule's doing all he can to get D- Dylan to come to Nebraska. And I, I think if I had to guess right now, I think it's going to work out. I think Dylan Rello is going to end up con- committing to Nebraska. I don't think he'll commit until after the uh, – Maybe in the middle of the season, maybe right before the actual season begins. I don't know. I think he's going to want to see how this rule team plays. And so my guess is he will probably commit towards the middle slash uh, three-fourths, three-quarters through the season before we actually see anything from him announcing one way or another where he's going just because you want to, he wants to see how this mm-hmm. coaching staff's play is going to happen. So I think this year it's even more important that Nebraska gets to a bowl game because then you can get – attract Dylan Rella and all these other five-star recruits because getting to a bowl game is what these kids want to do. And if you just get to a bowl game this year, that's all, I feel like that's, that's really the the bar for Matt rule is just get to a bowl game. Yeah. Scott Frost tripped over that bar five times. Rule just has to do it once. And I mean, he has to do, he has to keep doing obviously if he wants to keep these kids with transfer portal, but just get to a singular bowl game next year, the stakes will be higher. Um, we got spring practice beginning on Monday at six in the morning. That sounds terrible. Uh, I guess, well, I guess I have a swimmer, so I wake up a little bit earlier, but still, uh, <laughs> they probably do way worse stuff at football practice than I do at swim. But anyway, um, we got a list of questions here, grandpa. I want to ask you one that you don't have on here. What do you think we see with approach towards the quarterback position from Matt rule? We have both Jeff Sims and Casey Thompson there as well as Logan Smothers and Chubba Purdy. What do you think is going to be happening during spring practice? That what do you think we'll see from those guys during spring practice? What do you think we'll see from Rule uh, when it comes to who's the starting quarterback for the season? I know he won't decide that until after fall ball and all that kind of stuff. But what are your overall thoughts on the quarterback situation from in going into spring tr- spring practice here? Well, you got to look at who's available, and uh, uh, Casey Thompson's not going to participate. I mean, he may do some drills, but he's not going to play. Yeah. But Purdy is still uh, nursing a, a, uh, an injury. Uh, is this a time for uh, Heinrich Harburg to uh, make a move? I don't know. Uh, Richard Torres, uh, you know, he was injured coming into Nebraska. Um, but clearly right now, as it stands, uh, Jeff Sims, the transfer from Georgia Tech is going to be the guy getting most of the one snaps and he's a, he's a hand-picked rule quarterback and rule loves him says he's pro material and he loves his character. He loves everything about him. So if, if Jeff Sims, I believe can stay healthy, uh, I think he's going to be the starter going into the Minnesota game. Now that's a long way from now. A lot of things can happen. I do not think that, Nebraska is going to, or Matt Rule is going to keep six uh, scholarship quarterbacks. Somebody's going to have to leave. Probably one. Probably, I think more more likely two. Who those will be, I don't know. But you're going to find out after spring practice and spring ball. They're going to be. They're going to sit down with those players and say, "Look, here's the deal. Um, we'll get you some NIL money. You're not going to have a scholarship. Uh, you can stay on and still have a nice career." I, I would see probably. Probably uh, Harvard being agreeable to that, and and maybe even uh, 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 guy from Muscle Shoals, uh, Alabama, backup quarterback Logan Smothers. Yeah, Logan. Yeah, 
maybe maybe those two guys would stay on, but I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. Nebraska has over a hundred players on scholarship, and you got to get to eighty five by the time uh, fall ball gets here. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Jeff Sims to answer your question. I think he'll be the guy, and I think he'll be the the leader of the pack. Yeah, I agree with you too. I know that Casey and and both Chubba, both Chuba and Casey are nursing injuries, so they you don't want to get them hurt. We'll see competition from them for the starting quarterback spot in the fall. Definitely, we'll see that and the kicker battle that we've been waiting for. We're gonna have to keep waiting. Um, and well, maybe maybe we'll see it in the spring game. I don't know. We talked about this a little bit, but um, back to the quarterback thing. I think that Richard Torres, Harburg, and Smothers. I think the smart move for them is to leave. Uh, just because of the fact that we have so many, like with Dylan Raiola, this whole situation, not like Richard Torres was a freshman last year. He wasn't going to get any playing time. Now he's looking at not even playing at all at Nebraska. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know if you want to stick around. It's just that like, I don't see, I don't see it happening for, for any of them. Logan's been there for a long time. He's a junior now. Uh, I think his best move, if he wants to keep progressing with, the his his football career i think his best move is to go somewhere else go somewhere smaller and and find a spot there uh, at quarterback where i think he's a decent quarterback he just hasn't had enough game experience to develop enough he can be a good quarterback he has that he can run he's a fast kid um he's smart he can throw the ball yep um he just needs to develop that the the, the passing portion of his game a little bit and the ball security part of it so I think that his best move would be to leave. Harburg really has never been in the conversation for any of these quarterback things. He's been there for a bit, but I think that it's best for him to say goodbye to Nebraska. I don't know what he wants to do if he's just willing to get the education there and then and take whatever NIL money and just say he, he just be on the team and be a part of it. Um, he, and, he, and, and, he and Mark Whipple uh, didn't they didn't get along. I, I, he was not in uh, Har. I'm talking about Harburg. Yeah, he was, he was out of, you know, he, Pop uh, Watson was going to be his quarterback, and he didn't. I don't think he. I don't think uh, Harburg and and Whipple saw. I, I don't think they they were on the same page. So it might be. It might be okay. You know, Rule's coming in there. He says, "Look, I don't care what you've done. Show me what you can do now." And maybe yeah. Harburg makes a move. Right. No, I agree with you. I, I think that he. Know. Right, but that that second transfer portal window is May May first through fifteenth. Right. So I think we'll see those guys. I think if any of the quarterbacks are going to leave, they're going to leave in that window. Yes. Uh, just because they'll be in spring practice, they'll see how many reps they're getting, they'll see what they're getting, right. and then you'll still get into the other teams for fall practice and that kind of stuff and getting ready for the season. Sure, you won't be there for their spring game and their spring practices, but you will have gone through spring practices with another D1 program, so it's not like a big deal that that, that, that didn't happen. But I think that if you're going to see players leaving from Nebraska, it's going to be during that yeah. May. I mean, Absolutely. there's only one more window, so I, I guess I it, me saying that they're going to leave at some point, but – I don't. I guess what I what I meant by that is they're not going to wait until the fall to leave. They're going to no. leave as early as possible if they really no. want to get out uh, and if they think it's best. And I think it is best for Harbor. I mean, I I didn't know the thing about uh, Whipple and Harburg, but still, he's kind. He's listed sixth on the depth chart. And coming into that year, you had Casey Chuba and Logan all ahead of him. Right. So I mean, even with the injuries, it's like you still didn't get any playing time. Yeah, that's so. A good point. So, so I don't know. We'll see. But as you said, yeah, hundred players on scholarship. You got to cut that down. Uh, Nebraska's doing per- like they're sixth in the country or something like that with NIL deals and that yeah, kind of stuff. So they right. they have that ability to 
and you have you and I have talked about this before. Uh, you said that um, you use the NIL money. You can't give out a certain amount of scholarships. Use the NIL money and use yep. that as a scholarship. So yep. that is the smart business way to do this is you add on scholarships basically through NIL. And so we'll see. I don't I don't know. We'll have to keep watching during spring practice, keep following all that kind of stuff, watch the press conferences and that kind of stuff and see what's happening with the quarterback room. Um, but uh, what, are, what are your other thoughts on spring practice here, Grandpa? I, you know, I had a bunch of questions, just, you know, people ask me and you and I talk about, you know, I guess my top question was like, can Thomas Fedoni, he's a tight end out of uh, uh, Lewis Central over in Council Bluffs, can he get through a spring ball practice without getting injured? Yeah, he's that was two, the problem last year. Yeah. Well, two years. He's, yeah, yeah, two years, two years, yes. And he's a great player. He's another, I think he was a five-star player. Uh, receiver tight end uh, yeah. and he has lofty goals he's I, I don't know I think I sent that to you there was a there was a video of the Huskers team building one of the team building they were playing basketball Fedoni does a bounce off the the backboard and slam dunks it yeah it was beautiful and if you figure well if his knee is hurting he ain't gonna be making that move so but yeah you know, they don't want to get this kid injured again, but he sounds like he is a hundred percent. And that is, that is great news. Yeah, that's big. And he's, he is probably a front runner for who's going to be our tight end coming into this year, but just yeah. like, you get all these other guys from last year, like you're going to have to replace vocal like with somebody. And I think Fedoni is the front runner for that. Uh, just, and he, no one really knows who he was because he was injured last year and didn't play a lot. So him coming in spring practice, spring game, showing people what he can do. Uh, I think he will easily slot into this Nebraska offense. Uh, and speaking of the Nebraska offense, Marcus Satterfield, I mean, and also the defensive side, Tony White and Marcus Satterfield, what are your biggest questions when it comes to them installing, I mean, Tony White installing his three three five defense and then Marcus Satterfield with his offense? Are you concerned that they will not be able to do it effectively? They won't be able to do it enough? Or do you think that – they'll have enough time to do that by the time that we get to the spring game. Well, <laughs> they're going to have to, it's going to be a cram test kind of deal. Um, can they put all that in? I doubt it. And these are only 15 practices. So. Um, yeah, that's a good point. You know, it's, it's, and so you got to put in a new offense and a new defense. And then uh, Foley has to try to work his magic on special teams. There's a lot of question marks and we don't know. And we, we, I think we'll get a better idea after April 22nd. I agree. Um, but, you know, with so many new things in there, the only leftover coach there is the offensive line coach, Donovan Riola. So everything is going to be new. Now, it's it's I think it's probably good for some of the players who were maybe lower on the depth chart because they get a chance to, okay, here's what I'm about. Here's what I can do. And um to credit Matt Rule, I, and that's a smart thing. You don't just go in there and clean house. You wait, say, "Hey, we're going to give you an opportunity to to sink or swim." And if you sink, bye bye. And if you can cut the mustard, we'll we'll keep you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I mean, and that comes down to the scholarships again. You got to get it down to eighty five. Is at one hundred right now? Yep. So a lot of it's going to be during spring practice. So it's going to be very competitive. As you said, a lot of question marks. We got to have some definitive. There's going to be. I'm hoping that those question marks turn into definitive yes, no answers or whatever. It might be definitive factual answers um, by the end of these 15 days. Some of it 
we won't know until we start seeing Nebraska play. But some of it can be answered after these 15 days and after April 22nd, as you said. So we'll have to see how that goes. Yeah, and it's you You wonder about who's going to come out of there healthy, who's going to get injured, who's going to get beat up, um, how many kids are going to be leaving the program after the spring game. And, and if so, can you fill any you know positions uh, with when the transfer portal? And I, I got to believe that uh, that they're Nebraska is not done getting kids to come in in the transfer portal, even though they have you know too many scholarship or too many players on scholarship. But it's going to be yeah. interesting. So many questions. I you, we could probably write pages of questions going in. <laughs> Um, and, and the other thing that, that Matt Rule has done through throughout his career is that he has switched positions. He's had kids come in maybe as a DB, and the kid ends up being a punt returner or a wide receiver. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. And that's where maybe a Heinrich Harburg comes in. He he's one of the fastest guys on the team. He's a six five two twenty. Um, has a great arm. Uh, maybe maybe that kid comes in and I don't know plays wide receiver. Maybe he's a maybe he's a tight end. I don't know. It's going to be really interesting because Rule sees these players the way maybe a lot of other coaches don't see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's what sets him apart. Yeah, he has experience in in converting, you know, changing p- positions, having kids change. And uh, so it's going to be really interesting. This and he's been here only four months. I mean, yeah, that is that's incredible. And then he has three five star players coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. holy cow! You got to be looking at all the little things that he does. Um, and again, I don't know if any of those three are going to commit to Nebraska. I don't know, but the fact that they're there. And he's been there for four months. Uh, that's, I don't know. I think it's just remarkable. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think that when we had Scott Frost come in five years ago, uh, it, was, it was a lot of like, oh, Scott Frost coming in. But there were still so many question marks. And everyone was like, okay, I'm in on Scott Frost being coached, but how, what results are we going to see? And there were yeah. a lot of question marks on that side. Uh, unfortunately, those all ended up being the negative answers that we didn't want. Yeah. Uh, but Rule has proved that he can get recruits and he can get these kids that uh, he's he's he already has a product. Like he has something he can show off right. as, look, I've done this already in four yeah. months. Scott Frost didn't have that. So this is a very different spring uh, prog- prognosis, I guess, after the spring game, what we're going to see. Uh, what we're going to have to take out of spring practice from rules group than it was from Scott Frost group five years ago. We didn't have questions about if people like Scott Frost, we don't have any questions about if rule, if people like rule, I don't think people are super high. I know you weren't super high on that rule coming in. You were not, you didn't really want us to hire him uh, when we, when the name was first thrown around and then he comes right. in and you're like, okay, sure. well, what? No, I was saying, yeah, you, you, you're absolutely oh. right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, then he came in and we were like, okay, well, it's fine. We'll just see how this goes. And he immediately has an impact immediately. And yeah. now it's like, okay, I'm bought in. I don't, I, I, I will follow. I, I don't really care where, I mean, I care where this goes. I want the wins, but I, I don't, there's no doubt in my mind the rule can get a six wins. It's just as a factor of do the kids, can the kids play 
to the level that they that I know they can and that Rule believes they can. Uh, and he has everything else in place for him. All they have to do is just step up to the plate. And I think that that is going to be the question of who's stepping up and who's not it, during spring practice is going to be answered, which is very, very different from the Scott Frost experience five years ago where it was, what is going on? What is his plan going to look like? What are we seeing here? Because uh, he didn't get that many. Like the recruits weren't the same as Rule. He didn't have as big of an impact. So anything else you want to say about Husker spring practice before we wrap it up here, Grandpa? Uh, one one question <laughs> that I have, uh, and I'll be so happy if they actually do it, is will there be tackling in the spring game for the whole game? Last year they had tackling, you know, for the reserves. And I, every every former Husker football player I talk with about that just were livid. They're saying, you got to be kidding me. This tackle, yeah. tackle in the spring game. Yeah, you don't want to get kids injured, though. I get what he's saying. So yeah. anyway, well, we'll check in on that next yeah. week. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me today, Grandpa. Listeners, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to tell your friends, tell their enemies. I'm not going to forget this time, Grandpa. <laughs> we will talk to you guys next week with more Husker news and hopefully a WNIT win. Go Big Red. <laughs>